Thank you for listening to the Roundtable Consult, where we discuss political and social issues that matter to you from a spiritual, medical, and legal perspective. Join the conversation with your host, Attorney Sonia Madison and Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to the Roundtable Consult. I am your host, Dr. Mark Williams, and I'm joined nervously today with, <laughs> by my co-host, <laughs> Sonia Madison. How you doing, Sonia? I'm doing fine. You don't have to be nervous to see me. I'm usually this beautiful and pleasant. Yeah, not this <laughs> usual. Uh, <laughs> not this usual. <laughs> yeah, not this usual. Okay, so here we you go. Know, well, I, I, how was your, how's your mental health been? This has been Mental Health Awareness Month. How you doing? It's, it's getting bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> To be determined before we close out to the be week. Determined. <laughs> to be determined. To be determined. <laughs> well, I will say before yesterday, you know, it was a pretty decent week. I, I tried to put out also a lot more time just to, um, I guess, meditate or, or just not have to put so much on my plate. But then I heard this story about Ronald Green, and I don't know if you've heard it yet, but he was an African-American male who died after being dragged choked and beaten beaten by the police the video or the body cam footage just came out but for the past two years they've been covering it up and they being not only the police officers but also to some degree the the government this is over in louisiana has again not only withheld but even in the autopsy reports um in the police reports they claimed oh he died of a car crash and the autopsy makes it clear that he was um, a lot of brain injuries and the like that was more conducive to being beaten and choked um, and, and again, dragged. I and mean, he was dragged face down. And for some of those, some of you all that are like, oh, well, what did he do wrong? It's not relevant. It was excessive force. And, and I say that when it comes to mental health, because it's very exhausting to continuously hear all these stories and only to consistently be ignored. And and I know a lot of you guys are, are probably like, oh, hopefully no race talk today, but it's, I would love to go a, a episode without bringing it up, but again, it keeps in the forefront and it is hard not to speak out and say something about it when you're seeing this kind of, again, excessive force and murder play out, particularly watching it on video and knowing that the officers are going to get away with it. Um, yeah. it's heartbreaking. I think it, 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 it underscores the problem that we have a systemic problem that we have where the system then allows that to happen, uh, continually. And it, it is a system problem. I was listening to a discussion between, um, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon last night. And I think Chris Cuomo hit the nail on the head when he said it's it's a systemic equality problem, but it's also a systemic it's systemic inequality problem, but it's also systemic racism. The issue is it's not just that it's people are treated this way because they're black; they're treated this way because because poor white people are treated this way the same uh, similarly. <clears throat> and so um, 
what would happen if, or at least one of the one of the most um, keen or at least shrewd strategies of the GOP has been to convince poor white people that they're not treated bad uh, systemically like poor black people are, or or even for that matter rich white black people aren't treated as bad as poor black people are. And so when you have all of these different variations, you then uh, disunify the group of people who, if they came together, would have a little, a much louder voice to uh, effect change that would prevent this type of systemic inequality. So if you call it systemic inequality, you can talk about a systemic racism, systemic classism, systemic sexism, all of those things will fall under the one large umbrella of systemic inequality, that the system is unequal for certain people in this society. <clears throat> and the reason is because it was set up for rich white people and the system is not broken because it functions the way that it was created to benefit and to protect to shield upper to upper middle class to upper class white people yeah and i, I but, mean I, I do hear the class problem and i agree i i do think that there there is some inequalities there but also even within that i feel like there is this to some degree underlying um perception even among I guess lower class white people that hey I still though have the opportunity or the entitlement to be better and as long as black people are still beneath me whether that is my own perception or how they're treated by the the, the government well the issue may not be that they think they're better maybe the issue is that they just don't want to be treated as badly as we are <laughs> And so let's jump on the bandwagon of the people who actually can control that and prevent that from happening. And um, right. I tell you, it's it's rough out here being a black man in, in America. Well, that's why, again, I, I, I encourage everyone and, and we've got National Brothers um, Day coming up in, in Monday, I want to say. Ask your black brothers and, and your black sisters too, but how are you doing? How is your mental health? Because, you know, um, Ayanla, a, a popular TV character that is gone off the air. She just had her last episode, but she had it on two brothers. One was adopted and, and one was biologically with um, by, the, by their family. And they were being raised by a single father. And I mean, that in and of itself for some issues um, underneath it, but it was funny how the brothers themselves didn't trust each other. They didn't consider themselves brothers. And I think that's what we're going to get into today, what that actually means. But I say that to say that we've got, there's so many plays that play on us as, as Black people, but particularly as Black men, that it's got to affect, and I'm sure it does affect your mental health, but there is this underlying need to think that, hey, if I show pain, then I'm telling people I can be hurt. And I don't want people to think you can hurt me or I can be hurt. And so then there's no acknowledgement or addressing the pain that is inevitably there by the mistreatment that you're constantly receiving. So please ask, ask your brother how you're doing. <laughs> Pray uh, for I'm not him. Gonna ask, I'm not going to ask my brothers. <laughs> I'm not going to get a crazy answer from my brothers as you all will find out today. <laughs> but Sonia had this great idea. Uh, we'll call it a great idea. 
Because <laughs> we'll that's usually what they are, right? They're always great. <laughs> we'll find out at the end of the show whether or not it was a great idea. But in celebration of National Brothers Day, that we would invite my brothers. Those of you who know me know that I have nine brothers. So my father had 10 sons. And um, there's not many, and no daughters. We have no sisters. There's not too many of people in the world who knows what it's like to have nine brothers. Um, today, we're going to have eight people on the show who knows what it's like to have nine brothers and who also, unfortunately, don't know what it's like to have a sister. Matter of fact, wait a minute. You might have to ask my brothers, but they might think that one of my brothers is most closest like a sister. Maybe that's a question you may want to ask. And which one of us is closest to a sister? Based on <laughs> uh, your question our... alone, we're going to put that on you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've got I've got my suspicions who, who might be that person, but I'd like to ask them who it is. But um Honestly, we just don't have that conversation sometimes with each other as men to say, hey, how are you doing in mental health? And and uh, and my brothers are no exceptions. A lot of times we coach, uh, we couch everything in uh, in the form of a joke or something. And some things are really just serious. But hopefully today we'll be able to get a couple of serious answers uh, out of out of some of my brothers here. But I'm sure we'll have some good time, too. But without further ado, I do want to bring in my brothers here. Uh, we got my oldest brother, the, uh, my oldest living brother is Curtis. Uh, Curtis Moss, he's coming out of um, Atlanta, Georgia. I did ask them all what their real careers were because I was going to ask them. I wanted to introduce them by what they do, but I, I will not repeat on air what half of them said. So uh, I'm going to ask several of you to unmute your microphone and your and your camera, Curtis. And then we also have uh, my other brother, Richard Carl, who's joining us here out of Detroit, Michigan. And um, if he can figure out how to unmute the video as well. Then my next brother, uh, Earl Williams, is coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, breaking the law, probably driving as well, but <laughs> lawbreaker. Uh, after him, we have Warrant Williams. Warrant is convalescing right now. He might look like, if you look in his video, might look like he's in a in a um, one of those special needs wheelchairs. That's just the background. It's actually an exercise bike behind him, but... Warren had surgery this past. Look at you putting all his business ago. out there. Warren, no, you can look at him. He's hurt. He's hurt. Warren right is trying now. to get sympathy, so we don't ask him any tough he's questions. To get so he, don't ask him he, too many. He's on, <laughs> he's on post stop payments. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just glad that he was able to join us on today. That's my brother. I call him a rocket. I mean, what a rocket scientist. He's he's a combustion i think combustion engineer propulsion, or propulsion propulsion i don't know propulsion combustion we see whatever. how tight these brothers are already <laughs> <laughs> he does something for virgin uh atlantic richard greer virgin, What's orbit. Richard greer? virgin orbit whatever oh, yeah. just keep virgin. messing up just keep messing up <laughs> well they should have sent me their introductions <laughs> so they didn't I don't want to. This is our Napoleon brother, um, Gregory. <laughs> he's the one that got us in trouble mostly as a child. Uh, Gregory is it's next in line. And then uh, Drysdale, my other brother, Christopher, 
the banker. I don't guess he's no longer a banker. I don't know what he does other than go out fishing all the time. Yeah, Chris, welcome to the roundtable console. And then I fall in the pecking order. I'm number nine of 10. And then my youngest brother, the baby boy, a pimp called Velt is what he said his name is. <laughs> hey, you are my brother. Welcome to the round table concert. I just saw Greg. See, I told you there's something wrong with that brother. There's something wrong. Rick James. I was getting ready to say, when did Greg grow dreads? <laughs> In a matter of two minutes, right? In a matter of two minutes. Rick James. Oh my God. Well, anyway, this is um as at this point, I'm just gonna turn the conversation because I'm one of the brothers. So, you know, I want to turn this conversation. We shall soon find out. We shall Over to find out if Mark is one of the brothers. So thank you guys. Hey, Sonia, that was a big question for a long time. <laughs> Mark born, he was a little light skinned, real light, light skinned. So he went and oh, found Earl. some pigmentation, right? He wanted Earl. to say that. Earl used to say that about me until he got darker than me and moved down south. <laughs> Listen to the colorism Nobody on this show. <laughs> Sadly, internal. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I want to start um, with, I guess, a simple or perhaps complicated, depending on your answer. Um, and and I'll, I'll give it to, I guess, Curtis first, since you're the older. But what does it mean to be a brother? How do you define that? Um, do you define it? Does it simply just means natural bloodline or is it more complicated or, or intentional? What, what do you say, Curtis? I don't think it's not your bloodline. Just yeah. the bloodline. All right. Well, what about you, Warren? Is it just the bloodline or do you feel like it it's a relationship that requires a little bit more? I think for me, I there is the bloodline, but um, it's deep, even deeper than the bloodline. It's a spiritual kind of connect where um, we think alike, we do there's a whole lot of similarities within. You know, I pause when I conversate, so. Oh, when you converse, yes, you yeah. pause for that effect that really is right, deceitful. Right. right. Well, Earl, Earl started laughing when you said that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <Hey>. Earl. <laughs> I didn't not because I was um, thought what he said was humorous. We had a conversation about this last night and how he wasn't going to say anything, and now he's up here talking. <laughs> you believed him? <laughs> I was going to say. I mean. He probably well, thought not- you might dominate, but he, he didn't realize, no, science don't put him on the Ooh. spot. But, but You know Earl- what? Shania's throwing shade. Y'all missing that. Shania's yeah. showing, throwing shade right, left and right. Uh-huh. She was like, she probably she thought you would dominate. <laughs> she straight up called Warren deceitful <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> and, and called Earl dominating just that quickly. <laughs> but you but Earl, you know, you know, oftentimes people say that appearing in the earlier stage is different than appearing in later stages. So people will argue that uh, we were by name raised by the same parent, but by actions or definition, we were raised by two different parents. And so from your perspective, do you consider all your brothers as a spiritual connection that gives you to some degree an obligation 
to maintain a relationship that is beyond just, hey, this is my brother, but a relationship that, hey, this is someone that I need to cultivate, I need to be intentional about growing with, about learning, and all that. I mean, is it a spiritual relationship that requires intentional action on your part? That's a deep question. Um, well, I'm a deep sister. Okay. Um, I think that it requires intentional effort to maintain the relationships with your brother. Is that what you're asking, or is it spiritual? You answer it whichever one you believe it is. I think that um, I'm always going to be connected with my brothers through. Um, a familiar bloodline, and I don't think that there's anything that can separate that. Whether we, um, and I think um, at the very least, we'll stay connected um, on a physical, just because we're bonded, and that is significant. The question about whether it's spiritual, I think, you know, all of my brothers and I, we, we maintain a personal relationship and I don't know if I would necessarily say that it's spiritual, but I think it's a spirit. I mean, a personal relationship. Maybe that's because of our um, family connection. I think um, to some extent we maintain an emotional connection too, also because of our familiar ties. I'm not sure as much about the spiritual um, as much, but because we're so connected familiarly. I think there's just no way to separate being brothers because we're going to have our kids, our cousins, our our uh, our other families, aunts and uncles, and all of that that continue to tie us together. I'm... And that's all, all right. the time we have for the show. <laughs> Whatever, Warren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, like, while, while we're PG, we keep it at PG, right? <laughs> There was on that on that on that question, Sonya. There's something that my mother used to always say, and I think any one of my brothers can probably respond to that. And and that was what would she say about um being brothers and being family? Who is your brother? Oh, yeah, yeah. She who would always she would always say, "Who is my brother and my mother?" You know, quote Jesus. Be like it was only those who. Um, who followed the will of, of the father, meaning God. And so I think she probably would have a different, she would say at least that she had a different perspective. I don't know if she really meant that necessarily. I, I'm sure on some level she meant it, but uh, I also think she did place a, a high, high value on familial and the bloodline, familial relationships uh, that are hereditary. But her bigger priority, I think, was on, you know, are we are we cut from the same cloth, meaning not genetic cloth, but the same spiritual cloth. And if you don't have the same spiritual foundation, can you really walk together? Can you really bond together? And if not, is it okay to have those moments of separation where you say, you know, I love you. I'll always be connected to you as my brother because we got the similar genes, you know. Ancestry.com say we're going to always be family, but at, at what point can you, or do you, or should you, for that matter, say, we just need to separate and maybe part ways, or maybe I'll just say hi, you know, here or there, you know, text you on your birthday, on Father's Day or something like that. I forget one of you, I was having a conversation with that this past week. Was that you, Greg? Yes. 
Oh, I think we had a difference of opinion about that. Greg had some opinion, different opinion. What was your thought about that? Well, I'll, I'll start by, I believe that uh, I agree with everything Earl saying, you said, and Curtis said. However, we, 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 we separate spiritually, we, we separate bloodline, but what happens when you've got nine brothers, all spiritually connected and connected by bloodline? I believe that my brother can be someone who I grew up with, who I've grown near and dear and love in my heart. But I love definitely every all nine of these people on this phone uh, or on, the, on this call here much deeper because of bloodline. And all of us are still spiritually connected. So as we sit and we talk about what a brother is, a brother could be anybody that you bring into it. But what happens when that same dynamic relationship with you and that one non-dynamic, that one non-blood brother, how do they compare to me and you, Mark? How do they compare to me and you, Chris? How do they compare to me and you, Earl? Me and you, Warren? Me and you, a pimp called Velt, Carl Roosevelt? We not, we are not only bonded together by blood, but I believe each and every one of us know God. Each and every one of us know what God's expect of, of us, and each and every one of us know what our uh, parents expected of us. So to me, brother is at the same time, you can be my brother, but when you are my blood brother, if that bond is the same as the brother who then it's a stronger bond and that makes you a more powerful uh, a team or whatnot. Well, well, on that same line, and I'm going to throw this to Roosevelt because I know if I don't call him out, he probably won't speak. When you are in pain or doing, when you have conflict with your brother, uh, first of all, yeah, I often see, particularly as the as my own brother and as guys that I've interacted with, men like to avoid conflict. They like to avoid any type of disagreement. And the minute that comes along, there's this tendency to just walk away, whether that is in a marriage, whether that is in dating, whether that is in your own family. So my, my question for you, Roosevelt, I mean, if you have conflict with your brother, do you feel an obligation to resolve it, or is that, from your perspective, a signal that the two of you weren't meant to be anything beyond blood brothers? Well, if I have a conflict with my brother, which I know that it's going to be resolved, so, and there's nothing that's going to stop you from being my brother, but, you know, there's some things that you may do that I disagree with, so... I may distance myself from you, but you will still be my brother, and I will always love you. Sorry, so we you kind of have that mentality that, hey, I can love you from a distance, but I'm not obligated to have a, a relationship with you when there is a disagreement. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm always going to have a relationship with my brothers. I mean, there's nothing that's going to end that until one of us are gone. We're always going to have a relationship, whether this relationship is, 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 is a good one, we're on good terms, or not. We're still going to have a relationship. Oh, okay. oh, oh. Is, I can understand man. then. That's I can the understand baby. that, that distance right boy. there. That's the baby <laughs> boy right there. Hey, hey, there's a, the last four of us, uh, the last four of us who were born, we pretty much grew up all together. So it was like, I don't have very many childhood memories of Earl and Warren and Curtis and Carl and June and Tweet. 
I don't have very many childhood memories of most of my childhood memories because they're so much older than me. Uh, like Sonya, they're in a di- totally different generation than I am. But according to your boomers. definition, <laughs> yeah. But but the last four of us had a special way of forgiving each other. You remember what that was, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. What was that? I forgive y'all, boy. I forgive y'all, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgive your olive oil. I forgive your and olive oil. It was silly because it came off of a, a episode of Popeye, and um, apparently they must have gotten into some conflict. And Popeye rubs olive oil's face. I forgive your olive oil, <laughs> and I don't know how that stuck with us, but um, this was so just we, the we way that each other all the time. Because <laughs> you each want other. to forgive them, they can't be mad at you. <laughs> You can't. The reality, no matter how mad you were, if somebody, if your brother walked up to you, rub your face and said, "I forgive you, olive oil," you just start laughing. We can't stop. You play too much. I'll rub your butt. (laughs) You play too much, but you gotta laugh. Speaking of, I take it Mark did that one time too many. (laughs) Constant need of. (laughs) Mark was a good one. Hey, I want to read a viewer comment. And I laughed a lot when I saw it because I think it was a typo. But uh, one of our viewers said, how can two walk together unless they are gay? I think she meant agree. <laughs> agree. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. She said, how can two walk together unless they are gay? And Greg talking about some oil rub your butt. <laughs> and so, so it's... Uh... It, it took the butt rubber for you to forgive me. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll put this next question over to you, Chris. Um, When you do have a pain or when you do experience, uh, I I guess, like mental um, anxiety or whatever it is, are your brothers the people that you feel most comfortable going to and expressing that? Or do you feel like you're more inclined to keep it internal? Uh, For me? Like, if I are you want, asking for me? Or are you asking me to to have you respond for someone else? I, I want you to respond for you, Chris. He's what, thinking, for you. Sonia. <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> I go. I go. I, go uh, your, I think your question was, and forgive me if I'm breaking up, but somebody I might be breaking up. But um, okay. Um, I go to my brother, I go to each one for different things. So your question was, do I go to, am I comfortable going to them if I feel anxiety? Yeah, I'm comfortable going to them. It depends on what I'm feeling to who I go to. If that so makes it sense. So it will be one of them, but it won't be all of them. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Please don't go to Greg for marital advice. No, I go to Greg just... for marital advice. I go to Greg for marital advice, and then I do exactly opposite of what he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I said mental anxiety, but any type of pain. I mean, if there's something that you need, I guess, resolution, or if there's something that is hurting you, do you feel comfortable sharing that with one of your brothers? Yes. And, I, and I'll, I'll call and say, hey, I'll, I'll use Earl as an example. Hey, walk me off of this ledge because I'm about to flip. 
and I'll tell Earl what's going on and he'll listen. He'll listen and then by the time he's done talking, you forgot that you were about to flip. Is that kind of Shots how that fired. Goes? Shots fired. <laughs> Active shooter. Active shooter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that's great because again, a lot of, there's this perception that we don't share with each other that we we don't talk about our pain, and so it's good to hear that you guys do share that with each other and then help and each me, other. Let me make one. Let me make one correction to what you said earlier. Men avoid conflict. I don't think that any of the men on this phone. Well, I don't know about all of them, but there are many men on this phone that don't avoid conflict. In fact, some of us engage it. And you see, create it, create it. Mark engages it all the time. Yeah, but sometimes it's not just. I beg to differ with that. What are you talking about? (laughs) You engage in conflict. (laughs) Go get that oil. Chris avoids it. Chris avoids it when when Chris avoids conflict when conflict when he doesn't have a strong enough argument to support his his point. He'll avoid it. Well, and, and let's define conflict. Like, I don't, engagement. I don't, I don't mean conflict like, oh, uh, I disagree on what marriage means, or conflict like, oh, I don't, I don't agree that we all need to go to reunion. But I mean conflict like, hey, you know, you and I had a, a disagreement on how we were addressing each other, and either you guys are going to be set to hey, no, we need to resolve this or no, because we don't agree on how we um, should be with each other, we will just separate and don't no longer deal with the other. That's more so the conflict that I'm talking about, because to your point, I mean, there are stuff that we're going to disagree with, but they're not relevant. You know, in the grand scheme of things, who cares, you know, if if Kim and, and, and Kanye are no longer together. But when we're talking about among each other, yeah, it, 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 it say, for example, Roosevelt and Chris, you guys decide, hey, I don't like that he did something to me. There's there an obligation to know you need to go fix that because that is your brother or is that no, he did this to me. And until he rubs oil on my face, I'm not going to deal with him anymore. I, I believe that you got, you got a lot of family members and you hear it a, a lot, especially when like the matriarch, the mother and the fathers are both gone. You got a lot of family members that kind of fall apart on that. I'm, I'm the brother or I'm a person who believes that it's very little that any of my brothers could do to me to make me take a stance like that. Short of sleeping with one of my children or sleeping with my wife, that kind of stuff is, is the stuff that me, that, that, that would make me cut a brother off. Um, it's, you know, if, if a brother came into my house and, and, and he stole from me or he told a lie on me, those are forgivable things. Because we've all done some things to people and said some things to people in our life. None of us are perfect. So when we stand as brothers or sisters against each other over some some stuff that I would want to call out, but this is a Christian show, I call BS. Because Jesus Christ, he was he would treat it far more worse than me or you. But I'm mad because you said my husband is short and fat, or you said that I'm short and fat over something that someone said. When you are that one person that's so connected to me, you may be that only person that can give me a liver or vice versa. The Bible says that he who does not stand, I may not, you know the scripture, Mark, you know the scripture, Warren, um, 
Chris, you may know it too. Earl, I'm not sure. Look at you calling out the non-Christians, <laughs> calling out the heathens, calling out but, the heathens. Uh, yeah, but you, you know, anybody that is just that, that is not that is against your family is worse than an infidel. So yeah, though our mother used to talk about who is your family. Well, your family is bloodline, but I believe that that bloodline should, at the same time, stand as strong as our spirituality do. If, as Mama said, we all have. We all stand in the same spiritual and we believe in Jesus Christ and all of that. See, Greg and I differ a little bit of that in that position, because um, Greg thinks that if you don't talk to somebody, then you that means you're <clears throat> that you hate them or that you that's not true or, or <laughs> that's not true. You sound like a Republican. What is it? <laughs> I'm just uh, Greg has this dichotomous belief. That, that no, we, we, we've agreed We've agreed that we all love differently. So because you may not yeah. call me but once a year or twice or once every two years doesn't mean that you don't love it. Love me. I'm just a person that loves. So I'm going to want to hear from you more often. I show love different than you do. I know you mm -hmm. love me. I know everybody on here love me. And some of us I haven't heard from in a year. But if something happened to me, your you life going to be messed up at least for a little while. So you love me. It's up to it's up to us to let our pride down and let our hearts out to extend love, even though we've been wrong or you wrong someone. Yeah, so that when it comes to, I think it comes to boils down to knowing how each other perceive and express love. It goes back to that whole five love languages thing, and um, it doesn't just apply to I think marriages or. Um, romantic relationships, but knowing how your siblings and knowing how your brothers receive and or express love, I think is important because for some people, it doesn't mean if you call me, it's not an expression that you love me and that you're thinking about me or something like that. And so if you don't call me, I'm not going to think, oh, he's mad at me. He's he, he doesn't like me anymore. Why haven't I heard from you in, in five months or something? And, you know, I could have been dead here or there. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you were, I suppose somebody would have called me and told me. So you know, that's my mentality. So I have to think, which of my brothers do I have to regularly contact? I know Warren, for example. For a period of time, if I know if a week goes by and I don't talk to Warren, I need to call Warren and be like, okay, what's up? Uh, if it, if a week goes by and Warren doesn't call me, I'm cool. But I know that Warren is one of those kind of people who like to have phone calls and like to be reach out. He like to reach out to people. He likes to talk to people. And so I'm like, okay, here he is. He calling me again. No, I'm just kidding. But I enjoy our conversations, though. Well, I think Greg brought up an interesting point, and, and I want to throw this to either Warren or, or Earl. I mean, should we love differently? Because, I mean, you, Greg made it a point to point out who's the Christians in the group, and we all know that um, the Bible really talks about what love means. But to that point that Mark is saying, I mean, if you are not intentional about a relationship through interactions, is that love? And, and again, I'm throwing that to you, Warren or Earl. Are, you, are the two trying to pass to the other? Because it's just too hard to answer. <laughs> well, first off, I'd like to say that everybody on this phone is Christians. You keep saying she <laughs> <laughs> wanted the heathens out. <laughs> 
You put that silencer on the gun. (laughs) You know? I just shot you. You just didn't know it. (laughs) I think Earl could probably best answer that. And the reason why I put Earl out there, right? Because Earl, I believe Earl loves each and every one of his brothers, but Earl is like a different kind, right? You can call (laughs) Earl and Earl be like, oh, I'll call you right back. You sit there and you wait three weeks. You know, Earl hadn't called you back. You know, and what I've learned with Earl, right, I don't take it personal because I come to find out he does it with everybody. My aunt did that come out, oh, you know how hard it is to get in touch with Earl. You I know, think that's just Earl you, Mark. said he was going to call me back, right? And, and he don't. So it's just about, I think it's more about me learning how to live and let live. I don't have to place my expectations on anybody else because sometimes it, it bothers me. And I've shared this with people. I'm like, I ain't going to keep calling them and they don't even return a call. Ain't nobody that busy between Earl and Curtis. That's what we go through. You ain't that busy, you know. But for me to sit up and say he don't love me. Now, if I text, now I've learned Earl, right? So if I text Earl, he'll send a text right back. So he's a texter and not a phone caller. So I believe uh, we've all grown up and we're probably all, you know, should be at this point in our life where we kind of know the others, right? And we allow the others to be who they are, which therefore allows me to be who I am. And it just saves my mental, spiritual, and physical uh, well-being. The best thing for me. Well, Earl, now that Warren has called you out on your inability to show love, why don't, why don't you respond? <laughs> I mean, it, again, is, is love something intentional that you have to do? Yeah. I think, um, I think that's a very important question. Yeah, I mean, love is action. It's love what you, is, is what, and, um, but I don't know, you know, Every relationship, whether it's a brother relationship or it's a personal relationship or it's a marital relationship, requires a different amount of love or a different amount of attention. And um, <laughs> up until now, they realized Warren needed more of it. But um, can you hear me okay? I can. We heard the shade. Continue. Well, no, I really didn't. <laughs> He's like, well, because if I don't call him back, that must mean I don't love him. But it doesn't mean that. It just means that... Um, the relationship is different and the effort that's required. But, you know, Sonia, you raise a good point. I mean, is it love if you don't put effort into it or if you don't try to maintain a relationship? Now, Warren's going to try to describe, um, he's trying to throw shade and whoever else might try to throw shade. I still have relationships with them. I'm not not trying to um, create and manage relationships with, um, with any of them. It's, it's just the amount of time that you put in. It's so not Earl that I don't. Mark, it's, so Earl and Mark saying. are the two that don't really, um, you know, they like, hey, whatever. <laughs> it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't love you. It's just that I don't love you that much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But <laughs> the point well, is, well, move on. Like Sonya said, wasn't a good one. Keep it moving. <laughs> but I think I want to make this comment. I think it's important to recognize. Because we can sit up and we can uh, look and think what love 
doesn't look like am i seeing what love does look like case in point my brother curtis right my brother curtis showed me um impeccable love and i appreciate it and i called him and his new woman and told them how important you know and how thankful i was when he showed up out there in Ackworth, right curtis if anybody anybody know curtis curtis does not leave decatur is it decatur <laughs> curtis does not leave decatur and for the cow what what county is it the cow the cat, the cat, where over there, snap your finger, roll. Anyway, and he came all the way up to Ackworth. Look, the family was like, uh, Warren must have bribed Curtis, Warren must have paid Curtis to come way out here, you know. But That's what, what I, I recognized was that was an act of love. He may not do, do it all the time, but I think we should recognize acts of love. Well, let me just challenge you on that. There are all kinds of acts of love. What you just described, though, is one. And if I don't call you back. I thought you weren't going to talk. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. go. Go ahead, Earl. If you don't call, what? Yeah, but, you know, so he's making it seem like if I don't call him back or he doesn't hear back from me, well, he it's not that he doesn't love me. But as soon as I do something, that's just one, you know, there's just one act. I mean, uh, I uh, guess what I'm trying to what I don't want. I didn't say by you not calling me back is makes me feel like I don't you don't love or I'm not saying that it is an act of like non love. I'm saying we have to recognize Earl's not. He, and I said, don't take it personal. It don't mean he don't love you, but that's his thing. So I found your thing. I can text. I used to tell my mama, right? When you, Curtis doesn't show up, it doesn't mean he doesn't love either. Right, right. That's but his thing. I'm talking about recognizing, identifying the act of. The acts of. Yeah, okay. so, so to Warren's point, if he does show up, then it's definitely love. But if you don't, then you don't know. But, but Curtis, I, I want to ask you, because you're the half-brother, and oftentimes people presume and and I want you to definitely either erase all doubt that only you know biological whole quote-unquote brothers have a different relationship than half brothers and so from your perspective do you feel like hey I don't even see a separation or do you feel that there is a difference between say a, a Greg and Earl dynamic versus a, a you and Greg dynamic. No, I don't. I don't see a difference at all. I mean, they're brothers, and I love them. I don't look at it as half internet. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and, and, and I so, and so with that, I mean, I think it's great what Warren said. So with that, you you are intentional about showing the same type of love um, to all of them. Yeah, I show. I think I show the same type of love to all of them. I mean, that thing about not showing up has nothing to do with it. I just don't. Well, like what about when you didn't let me come over your house, Curtis? Huh? You wouldn't let me come over. I wouldn't. Yeah. Even, I wouldn't even let you come over, Warren. 
If that's Warren Thomas. <laughs> that's Greg. Oh, that's Greg. You've seen the girl taking everything out of Curtis' house. Oh, you want to tell him. Carter. Sonia, that's our brother Carl. Hey Carl, oh, thank Carl. you for thank you Who's for joining you? us with a, a couple of minutes left on the show. Oh, <laughs> look, I put the wrong charger in my phone. This is every oh, weekend. Okay. This is gonna be every yeah. week. That's Carl. Look, I'm gonna get so many sponsors. I can't even beg right now because I ain't got that much time. <laughs> Clearly. Clear. Well, but but since you did show up. Since you did show up, Carl, is there anything you like to add to the conversation? Do you wanna show some love to your brothers or only uh, to did I cut Curtis? Already? Oh, they that was... got love. I ain't got to show them the love. <laughs> Oh, you don't have to show them the love, all right? Because that was kind of what we're talking about, whether showing love is important. How y'all doing? I love y'all, brothers. That's enough? <laughs> no, those are, just words. those are just words, Rose Carl. No, no, no. Leave it there, Sonya. Leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> you got to get a GoFundMe account. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Carl. <laughs> Look, I didn't know it was obvious until it was our show. There's a reason why we let him in in the last couple of minutes of the show. Oh, oh, y'all just let me in. already. I ain't cussed. No. I said, y'all just let me in. Okay, all right. You said, you said no, did we I didn't. cuss already? So, look, uh, Dr. Mark Williams, is this going to be every uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock or what? No. The show is every Saturday at 11, but your appearance is for today and today only. Yeah. What? What you mean? <laughs> who is this? Oh, look at you. Who is this? Um, Don't so hitting on my it, cousin, Carl. The, uh, so, oh. Carl will <laughs> hit on you. Trouble last time. <laughs> so, but before we end, though, before we end, I do want to go around the room and um, either I want you guys to say either one nice thing about one of your brothers or what it means to you to have so many brothers. Um, or whether or not you would feel like you would be who you are without your brothers, but just share some final thoughts as it relates to your brothers. And we'll start with you, Curtis. Oh, uh, as long as I know I got away, I'm, I'm good. I love them all. It's a joy to, to have them all and to be able to talk to them all and get, get different perspectives from them, you know. Thank you. Please <laughs> Warren? I don't know, Paul. It's just out there, man. <laughs> oh, Earl, fine. Warren Carl. still needs more thought. Carl. Carl, Carl. Carl, go ahead. Oh, Carl, yeah. Go ahead, do what? Well, I mean, I know you missed most of it, well, but share share I, your, I, I, your final I, I, thoughts I, that relate to the brothers. I, I love every one of my brothers. And all of them boys are doing very good right now. And I'm just wishing I can get to halfway with what he at. I need plenty of help right now. I've been waiting on my unemployment for a year and a half. And my income tax ain't here. I need some money. I'm broken. I ain't going back to jail. I'm the guy who used to go to jail all the time. So I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to be out here. So I can be around my brothers now. Because they're saying I don't visit them enough. I can't visit him because ain't that really going on for me right now. Hey, girl, I, I, I don't ever want you to feel like you don't visit us enough. 
I think you visit us enough. Whoever said that? He said once every 10 years. (laughs) That's enough. Had to be Curtis. Oh, I'm about to pop. I'm about to pop him in Tennessee. <laughs> I'm about so to Carl, Carl definitely needs his brothers to to help encourage him and keep him uplifted. Who's who's next? Girl. Oh, you just stepped on me like that. Okay. So <laughs> we're, we're going to peck in order. Earth order. Oh, that's Earl. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to see you again. I call you, never call back. That's So, Earl, you want to share some final thoughts to yeah, redeem I'm yourself? <laughs> I have nothing to redeem, sorry. <laughs> Of all my brother, all of them, I, there's something I admire in each one of them, and I have a special relationship with each one of them. Some of them because of their commitment to their families, and some of them because of their commitment to um, all I have, um, something that I admire about each of them. And so, so I admire each of them and all of them. Thank you. Who's next? Or is it? Are you saying you? Me. <laughs> Yeah, put put big head on. I love all my brothers. <laughs> um, that's all. Make it short and sweet. Give Mark more time to talk. And Earl. Earl's through. So who's after Warren? Roosevelt. Shorty. Greg. Shorty. Greg. It's Greg. All right. Curtis, I love you, man. I remember, I remember when I first met Curtis because we met Curtis late in life. I was 21, 22. Um, you know, he's he's got a each and every one of my brothers got a special place with me. We got a dip, a special relationship. Earl, my oldest brother, I've grown up with. Always a smart guy. Always the trailblazer. Always, you know, someone to to follow in some in some instance. Uh, then Warren, the brother right over me, growing up, Warren was my protector against Earl, because Earl used to be mean to me when we was little. Warren was always the one that stood in there and pulled me away from Earl, pulled Earl away from me. And even when we played a lot uh, rough, Earl didn't play with us unless we got Warren involved. So we got to know Earl through messing with Warren. Warren was our caveat to Earl. And, um, you know, over the past few years, one, I haven't heard from you very much, but I love you. You have always been my hero. I miss you. I've told you that. So I'm reaching out and I'm trying to give you love in any way that I can. Don't worry, I'll be there in a minute. Chris, me and Chris and me and Mark and me and Roosevelt, I don't need to speak on them because like Mark mentioned, we've all had a uh, a different type of relationship. I was talking to Earl not too long ago. I said, well, Earl, I could say and do things to Mark, Chris, or Roosevelt that you can't do. Earl and Warren don't know what forgive you olive oil is and none of that, but those are the little things that the closest of us, me, Chris, Mark, and Roosevelt do, and that just, that, that makes a, a closer relationship. All of my brothers are my best friends. All of my brothers are people I look up to, even Carl, and but me, Chris, Mark, and Roosevelt, yeah, they're my best friends and they are my blood brothers. Thank you. That's, Greg. A, good, that's a good speech. 
That's good. I like that. So I'll be in Cincinnati in a minute. <laughs> Carl, I'm gonna send you fifty dollars, Carl, just to stay. Don't come. I'm gonna send you fifty. <laughs> it don't mean I don't love you though. <laughs> I'll be there. So who's after you got, Greg? You got the type of work Chris, I need. Chris. Chris. That would be me. Um, Sonia, you started off or something you said about who's the closest that we have as a sister. I don't know who would be the sister. But I do know who my mother's daughter was. And they're watching the show right now. No, no, I'm talking. You weren't here, man. Be quiet. Um, So the daughter that my mother ever had was Greg. And yeah, just like Mark and and, uh, Greg said, the four of us, me, Mark Roosevelt, and uh, Greg, we all, you know, would do dumb stuff growing up together. Mostly because of Greg. What Earl used to do. Yeah, and we get in trouble because stuff like that um not only did you know earl and i i think i don't even know when earl and i got real 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 cool but yeah growing up we wasn't there he was there but what earl used to do used to annoy me would try and hit you in the head with his class class ring with his class ring he'd be like take that little (laughs) class ring and try and knock you in the head what earl was that bad uh but each one of but yeah, he he wasn't bad. He was just mean. He thought he, Earl thought he was our second daddy. Um. So, but yeah, each of each of my brothers, who would I be without them? I don't know, because we all engage with each other in different ways. I love each and every one of you. Um. Look forward to talking with you when I do. And uh, Carl, just don't call me if it's dark outside. You never have to worry Wait, about who the time. This is my Chris. I can't see you. It's dark, man. I can't even see your face. <laughs> If it's dark outside, don't call me. No, it's it dark now. I can't see your face. <laughs> you know what that means. So don't so call me now. Sonia is Mark. So what? Oh. Next. So next is me. So yeah. um, I love all of y'all. Um, you, I certainly are you am really the person. Are, brother? I, <laughs> I wonder sometimes myself, but uh, Ancestry.com says so. Yes. So, <laughs> by the way, it must be because I discovered one of your sons. Oh, oh the shame. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know for sure me. that I'm your brother. <laughs> A joke that, that only good. can be made among brothers. <laughs> for those, don't try it. If you... <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, we Mark. must be related somehow. <laughs> I'm your uncle. But who's my daddy? I was the host of the show. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I love all my brothers. Certainly wouldn't be who I am today. One thing that I can say that I really admire about all of my brothers is that we all are articulate. Neither one of us are afraid to open our mouths and speak our mind. You ask a lot of people about if they have an opinion. All my brothers have an opinion about something. And I don't know where it ever came from or how we all were able to formulate an opinion and an articulate opinion as boldly and as readily as we do. But when you see a lot of guys who are just like, uh, um, I don't know, that's not any of my brothers. And so I'm, I'm grateful that every one of my brothers are, um, intelligent are motivated and skillful and talented in their own ways and most of all each of us know how to use these things called lips 
Greg know how to use his for other purposes, though. <laughs> Who was that said that Warren? That was Mark. Oh, no, that's you. <laughs> and then there's right, Mark, Roosevelt. Mark, I said, Mark, who are you passing the torch to next? Roosevelt. Baby of the bunch. Uh, Baby boy. He'd look uh, oldest, but he's youngest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, me? Uh, oh, it's coming uh, Warren. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> just kidding on what you said. <laughs> just shoot everything Mark just said down. Remember that record, Hard Life? Hard Life? Remember that record, Hard Life? Yeah, I remember it. Okay. Hey, but I would like to say I love all of my brothers and all of you guys. I appreciate this part that each and every one of you has played in my life, and I can hope you continue to do so. That's I'm going to continue to rub you right, too. Thank you, Roosevelt. It's, it's funny how sometimes the youngest of the group is the most thoughtful and mature. Mm. Oh, he acting. He's acting. <laughs> he just had. This is only for the show. Oh. <laughs> He's had. That's why. Oh, I am the oh man, the shade on this show, the shade today. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time and joining us today on the roundtable. <laughs> we, we've got so a, much to say. I'm sorry I got in so late. I plugged plug my phone up on the wrong charger. Well, you know, God knew what he was doing, so perhaps that was... Oh, well, I'll see y'all next week, right? <laughs> right but we do have a lot of comments, so uh, hopefully you guys go check out the comments and, and respond to how much love, and this was love by virtue of actually commenting, was shown to you guys uh, for being on the show. So thank you guys again so much for tuning in, and, and I hope you Love you, Warren Jay-Z! you, why didn't you ask what it feel like not having a Man, take the rag off the oh, show. You good. We got a sister. What are you talking about? Well, I got I got sister in laws. No, you got a sister. I just we just haven't said which one is who's a, who's our sister. If we had to have a sister, which of us would be our sister? Oh, you see, that's where they go to the four. The four nine of tears. That's well, and, and, and as far as I'm concerned, you guys had five sisters across the street. So. <laughs> This show is about to take a direction. You got to be right. Everybody needs to hang up. Mark, All right. Mark's trying to set us up. <laughs> Carl Barry is about to go dead. Every, all, everything I'm going to ask phone. my producer to, um, who's, who's, Mark? <laughs> to help pull yeah. us out. <laughs> Mark, who's the sister? I'm hanging up now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we probably have two of them, but you know, the one that's about to hang up would probably be the most unanimous. (laughs) Oh, Carl, (laughs) no, yeah, great. Carl's phone screen just went blank because I told you I had put the wrong charge on, I didn't get it charged up. Well, we see you, all right. Well, hey, I want to thank Oh, my god, so y'all seen that answer, right? No. All right, but thanks so much, all y'all, for joining and tuning in. I love y'all all. Thanks for joining us on the Roundtable console here. We'll have oh, to do this more often just with us. Thanks for having me. No. I love you, too. No, your mama and daddy had you. We just well, invited happy. you. Thank you oh. for inviting Thank you Boy, for you smart. You smart. I, I most that came up with that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, we'll talk to y'all later.
Saturday. I'll see y'all next Saturday. You can catch us every Saturday at 11 a.m. You can also rewatch this on Facebook or on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Apple or Spotify um, or any other podcast platform out there. And, And of course, you can tune in next time on and where we have our live. We go live every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central Standard time. Until then, have a good week. This has been another episode of the Roundtable Consult. Listen to this or other episodes at your convenience on your favorite podcast directory or listening app. Or catch us live every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern at facebook.com forward slash roundtable console. Tune in live and join the conversation.